0: Welcome to Backyard Philosophy, a podcast where a couple friends grab some cold ones, sit around the fire, and talk about science, philosophy, and history. Crack one open, sit back, and get a good laugh as we discuss everything from automation to why the meaning of life is 42.
1: Do you know why we bring our Christmas trees inside? I didn't. I love trees, but I never knew why we brought them inside. Today we're going to talk about the traditions and the stories of bringing trees, taking us from the Egyptians and all sorts of ancient cultures to now, of why we have evergreen trees inside of our homes, at least here in North America for the most part during a Christmas celebration. Before we get into it, Mike, how are you doing? What are you drinking?
0: Well... It is the holidays, and I need to keep myself warm, so I am drinking some Rebel Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. So, definitely warm during these holiday seasons. How about you, Nick? What are you drinking, and how are you doing?
1: Hi, I'm doing great to stay warm. I'm drinking some Jim Bean.
0: Mr. Fancy Pants over there.
1: Keeping it classy. So, Christmas trees. How do we get there? Well, we have to go pretty far back, because it didn't really become the whole tree till. Some, I mean, relatively recently. So you had a few different groups of people, but basically they all had the same common issue. Winters are cold. No. They're not, they're not just cold. They're they're uh, depressing and they drag on. And if you can't go to a supermarket to get food, it can be a struggle. Or when your
0: state runs out of power.
1: Or when your state runs out of power. But you need something to look forward to. And pretty much a lot of cultures marked December 21st, December 22nd as the winter solstice. And that's a date winter turns around, right? That's the the shortest day and longest night. So after that, your days are getting longer, which means you're coming out of winter. The Egyptians who worshipped a sun god worshipped a sun god um, with the name of Ra, I mean, I feel like everyone's heard of that name before. I think that was in Night at the Museum. But basically what they're saying is that the sun is sick. The sun gets sick every year and the sun starts to go away. But on that shortest day, longest night, that's when he turns the corner and he starts to get better. And you start bringing in palm rushes or the palm leaves. And that's symbolized the roz. Victory over death and victory over the illness to come back That's around. That's
0: some harsh seasonal allergies there.
1: <laughs> Every year, too. It gets better the same date. Crazy. Uh, Romans did the same thing. They had a feast called the Saturnalia on the solstice. And that was, it honored, uh, it honored the god Saturn, who happened to be the god of agriculture. Because when winter's ending, spring's coming, and uh, that means it's time to get to work but they would have huge celebrations. And then eventually it'd be like a week long celebration. Um, and part of that celebration was bringing bows of evergreens. So not the whole tree, but, you know, branches from evergreen trees. And, and the reason that the evergreens are so important is because during the winter, they're the only green thing around. And so pretty much every culture saw these plants that never lost their, their needles as a, as a sign of hope basically that some something's good coming around
0: if this plant can survive it we can survive it
1: yep but yeah the romans would go crazy and they'd have a week long celebration and they would they would allow the slaves to attend and sometimes the slaves could sit at the table and sometimes the masters would even serve the slaves like everyone was everyone was done with winter they didn't even care they were they were ready to party
0: talk about a jolly season there
1: but that's to be fair oh, there's a lot of uh celebrations that happen in the winter time and a lot of cultures at least older cultures because you need something to keep your spirits up so party
0: nothing says uh let there be light like an orgy
1: that uh you're not wrong so another another group the the celts the celts oh my gosh i saying seltzers <laughs> the, the celts would de- to decorate their temples with evergreens and the the Vikings also used evergreens funny enough also a symbol of the sun God because it, uh, I think there's a correlation between being green and the Sun all year it seems like a lot of people picked that out from I guess Rome and Vikings aren't too far away from each other but uh, so that's kind of the more ancient times and then and this is all just kind of this is commonly accepted as the early adaptation-ish. I don't know what the right word would be. Like a little teaser for Christmas, I guess. But it's, no one's like, well, this is why we bring Christmas trees inside. So there was a, there's some people, uh, there's a monk who in the 8th century, pagans were worshiping the Christmas tree, or sorry, a tree as a way of, uh, you know, celebrating the solstice. And then the monk chopped the tree down And then the Christmas. This is supposedly how the Christmas tree became a Catholic symbol. And then the monk chopping the tree down in the face of the pagans. And then evergreen trees are triangular, so it's like a Holy Spirit kind of thing. So that some people say that was the first linking of Christianity with an evergreen tree. There's also kind of a stretch of the tree of paradise in the Bible, and people celebrating that as a christmas tree and then in
0: it sounds like to me this monk is probably german because they're if they're a pagan tribe in the north of europe they're probably dramatic tribes of some sort so i love a german monk decided that these people should stop these people have the wrong religion germany you got a long history there
1: wow (laughs) ouch (laughs) yeah so the The Christmas tree, this tree of paradise in the medieval Europe, they had these plays that people put on about Bible verses and stories, and they would use an evergreen as the tree of paradise and then to put apples on it. And that's the the forbidden fruit that Adam and Eve ate, um, which led to the original sin. And then it again was linked to Christianity, but it didn't catch on everywhere this for the most for the longest time bringing an actual evergreen tree inside was mostly a german tradition um it's they had uh, what you call they had it wasn't a christmas tree but they had like a triangular display and they would decorate it and one of those displays most usually the top would be a nativity and then that kind of morphed into decorating a christmas tree and then in the uh, 19th century the european i guess the british royal family the british royal family kind of adopted it because queen victoria and queen victoria married one of her cousins who was german prince albert don't know if that's where the name came from and then they put up a christmas tree in actually i don't know where i'm assuming in wherever queens live but they put up a christmas tree and they had a painting commissioned of it or i guess an engraving and then after that, everyone was like, whoa, well, if the queen's doing it, I got to do it.
0: Of course. Once royalty starts doing it, it becomes pop.
1: And so that kind of took off the widespread and they decorated it as well. But what I thought was interesting is that we, in the United States, because you're we founded by Puritans, we did not like the Christmas tree because even if it was being used in other places, it came from the pagans. And if there's one... Th- My people. The pagans. Yeah. So it the, came from these fucking weirdo pagans you know the puritans didn't like that and then of course the the germans fighting the united states further into well fighting the continental army in north america for their independence from england they brought christmas trees which pissed the americans off even more but then it turned around as eventually people got over it i guess and people started decorating christmas trees and originally they had like candles and fruits and Candles wasn't always the best with Christmas trees. If you leave them in for too long, they get dry and, and burn up. But we don't have, didn't have little LED lights back then, so you got to light up your tree somehow.
0: Well, one, I was always under the impression, the reason why we have Christmas orbs, at least the stories I've heard, I have no evidence back this up, was in Europe, they put apples and oranges because that's when they were ripe and would make it to uh, Europe at that time. So the orange and red bulbs, which we've now decorated trees, with, where the apples and oranges... Parents put in their Christmas tree for presents for kids. Is there any merit to truth that, or is that just a tall tale I picked up somewhere?
1: Um, I really only looked up the tree. stuff.
0: Gotcha. That's so. more than that's. I what was I expecting there, Nick? I should I should I should answered my own question. And and by
1: tree stuff, I mean conifer <laughs> tree stuff, not fruit tree stuff. Fair enough. But now you they become such a huge part of the American culture. I mean, you have christmas tree being put up at the white house at rockefeller square i mean there's one that gets put up in chicago All across europe as well the one thing that i thought was interesting is that a lot of people like christmas trees but that doesn't mean that every place puts up christmas trees because like uh, other christian countries that don't have access to christmas trees like mexico it's not super common to have christmas trees there they do have christmas tree farms in mexico which i thought was crazy
0: are they different hybrids just to uh, settle the climate, or are they putting in more snowy mountain regions?
1: I have no idea. I just was looking up Christmas tree exports, and I just saw pictures like Christmas tree farm in Mexico.
0: You don't see that every day.
1: Mm-hmm. Nope. But a lot of those countries that do have that do have like a – christian or pretty big christian countries that celebrate it sometimes just have like a little bush or something it's some kind of greenery which kind of goes back to where this all came from of i just need something green to prove that (laughs) stuff will grow again
0: i'm tired of this motherfucking snow this cold climate give me something bright and colorful and wonderful
1: yeah like um australians they don't have christmas trees but they have a christmas
0: bush I feel like there's a joke there with an Aussie in his bush but nothing's coming to mind
1: and then so m- most christmas trees are produced in the united states and shipped out the big the big ones are oregon washington michigan and north carolina are the big uh, big christmas tree exporters the one thing i thought was interesting is that the oregon washington farms tend to import a fair amount of trees to japan which is not really what i imagined of where they? of celebrating
0: Christmas. Aren't they a predominantly buddhist country
1: i guess they like christmas trees i mean you don't have to be catholic to let to put up christmas trees and i think that's a thing now people who aren't really religious will still put up christmas trees so i don't know if it's just
0: i mean it's always fun doing festive and, so and so far. you know getting into how they spirit even if it's not your own i mean i definitely understand that it's always fun to experience new cultures and try new things i mean sticking with the trees i have no german blood in me but we in my house, growing up, we did a German tradition of a uh, pickle in the tree, where you hide a pickle and uh, uh, it's usually an ornament pickle, and you try to find it in the tree. And it comes that comes back from Germany. Can't quite remember what it's actually called, but yeah, okay, I'm on board. All right, Japan order as many trees from America as you want.
1: Yep, Christmas trees. That's uh, they're just green, and people like them because winter is depressing.
0: <laughs> well, Nick, I know one fun part for you is you get to have a tree in your home but something you mentioned a little bit earlier about christmas trees getting dried out towards the end that's one of my favorite parts of christmas trees having a giant bonfire with your dead christmas tree because those rings really go up
1: oh yeah it's a good good time people are uh disposing of christmas trees was a surprisingly hot topic um and then that that brought on the whole debate of uh the artificial christmas tree versus the natural christmas tree and sustainability and all is a is a huge thing but yeah you know some people like uh, if you out here our christmas trees tend to be put into some kind of water body for fish habitat in bigger cities they chip them for mulch for like flower beds and stuff and and places mike wherever you are at they burn them i'm yes texas
0: freedom Uh, actually, I've not burned a Christmas tree in Texas. It's I've only Christmas trees I've ever burned are in the same state we're both from, Nick.
1: Well, that's unfortunate. <laughs> There's always time. There's always time. So that that sounds like you're a you're a natural Christmas tree guy. You're not an artificial guy.
0: I'm indifferent. I really don't care. Uh, if I have a real tree, cool. If I have a plastic tree, cool. That's it. It makes no difference to me it's like which sock is the left sock which socks the right sock i just put on the sock
1: i mean there's very clearly
0: a left and right
1: sock i feel like but it's whatever
0: it was a bad analogy and i was just hoping you would ignore it i just kept going with it
1: no all right well that's all i had for christmas trees
0: Well, going all the way back to ancient egypt to modern day